This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. All right, hour two, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Richard Battle joining us right now. Richard, how are you today, sir? John, we're doing fantastic. Thank you for having us again. No, always appreciate it. It's a joy. And uh, I've been following a little more of your weather here of late and know that you guys have had a little bit cooler weather, but still not bad. We're still cold and have been most of the month. Well, no, but uh, anytime it's long pants weather, it's too cold. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you. All right. Two often overlooked critical considerations that every or of every leadership decision is what we're going to talk about today. Yes, and they're so apparent, but in the pressure of our culture uh, to make decisions in a vacuum, to only consider the present moment, and to consider minimal data and input from others, it's easy for them to be overlooked. And I'm trying to advocate that anytime we've got a decision to stop, look, and listen, to think about them before we make a decision, and we'll make much better decisions. All right, so let's get into it. Let's uh, talk about precedent. Let's start there first. Well, precedent, every time we make a decision, we're either setting a precedent, we're enforcing a precedent, or we're breaking a precedent. Mm. And if we think about precedent, we make one decision, it'll take care of many different decision requirements in the Mm. future because we can refer to the precedent. True. And uh, two examples, George Washington could have been king or president for life, but he recognized the value of rotating leadership and new ideas, so he stepped down after two terms. And that precedent lasted over 150 years. Wow. Um, And again, you know, we talk about that story a lot, and I don't think anybody really understands the brevity of that decision that he made back then. Well, no, and how hard is it for people to give up power? Because power is an yep. aphrodisiac, yep. and to voluntarily walk away from it, we see it in Congress now all the time. And so for him doing that, it showed he cared more about others than himself. showed he cared more about the country as well, Richard, than he did himself. That's huge. To your point, I don't know that we've got politicians today that would do the same thing. That's absolutely correct. And the, and the second a- example I want to use is, comes closer to home and it has to do with kids and when they become about 15 or 16 the number one thing they want is a car okay and i've seen it so often where families will make a decision for the oldest child not realizing they're setting a precedent for the children that follow yes they are whether they buy them a new car used car or make them earn their own 
And I've seen it so often where they get the first kid a new car, and then later they wake up that they have to get all the rest of the kids new cars as well. The same thing happens when it comes to really anything along those lines, Richard, with kids uh, from where they go to college, where the, what they've done school-wise, what you allow them to do with friends and so on. And I realize each child needs to be reared you know, in and of itself because not every kid. But to your point, once you set precedent in a certain place, curfew, for example, if you set a curfew of you know, midnight for the first kid, but you want 11 o'clock for the second kid, good luck. That's exactly right, and, and that's where it really comes home. Once you get caught in a precedent that you wish you would have thought about yep. previously, then you recognize how important that is in the decision-making process. So what you're saying is, in a lot of cases, leaders of every organization, schools, church, business, you name it, they make a decision without really thinking about that precedent consequence. That's exactly correct. And then all of a sudden there comes another incident where if they had an established precedent, they would just be able to refer to the precedent Mm -hmm. and the person would go away because they would know a decision had already been made. I'll give you an example. In the business I was in previously, we had a rule set up that if any of our outside salespeople were uh, accused of a DUI, they would lose their job immediately. And so after the first one happened, then anyone that happened after that, those people knew there was no sense pleading for their job Mm -hmm. because that rule and precedent had been set. And that took pressure off the leader Mm. in looking at that request for uh, an exception, if you will. Yeah, in other words, he already knew what the answer was going to be because you'd already set policy on that. The answer was a big no, you no longer have a job. Exactly, and mm-hmm. that makes it much easier on mm-hmm. leadership long-term. Yep. Uh, it's a little more difficult short-term in making sure you set a good precedent. Well, and it's really what I try to coach in my businesses, Richard, is I try to get businesses to run off of systems versus people. My philosophy always is I want the system to run the business, the people to run the system. When you do that, you're setting a precedent, if you would, whereby the system is handling the majority of the decisions, and all the people have to do is run the system. That's exactly right, and and that makes it so much easier because if you make a decision on each case individually, then you end up whipsawing the organization yep. and the people. You micromanage it to death is what you do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, other examples that you've got here. Madam C.J. Walker, I don't know that name. Well, and this is the second point, and that is an exa- example. Okay. But I want to start. I want to start with a bad example first, and I'm okay. going to tell on myself. And I've told this one before, but it okay. fits here as well. And that is, I came home from work when my daughter was learning to eat popcorn, and she was eating it one piece at a time. And I grabbed a fistful and shoved it in my mouth. Went to the other room to change clothes and came back, and lo and behold, there she was shoving popcorn fistful at a time in mm. her mouth. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I had set a bad example, even though she was so young. And so everything we do will set an example, good or bad, for someone. Mm. And so Madam C.J. Walker someone I didn't know about until recently, but she was the first self-made African-American woman millionaire in the mm. United States. All right. And she was born in 1867, very poor. She had to escape her home at 14, getting married, uh, took in laundry for a dollar a day. 
Wow. And she had a scalp issue she couldn't find any help on, and so she created her own remedy. And her, she started selling it to her friends and ended up creating this cosmetics empire in the early 20th century. And so what did she do? Did she go gloat or go self-serve herself? No, she served as a philanthropist and example to other young people how they could succeed in America. And to me, it's a terrific story. I yep. wish I'd heard it earlier, yep. but I like to trumpet it because there was no expectation of government help in her case. Uh, she got discriminated against because she was black. Of course. She was a woman yep. and a woman in business. And she had two strikes against her right off the bat. Exactly. And, wow. and so she showed what could be done wow. despite that. Yeah. And so to me, that's a terrific example yep. for anybody in this country. Great, great example. All right, continue on. We've got another one, Joshua Chamberlain. Well, Joshua Chamberlain was a theologian and a teacher from Bowden College in Maine. And when the Civil War broke out, he joined the Union Army and became the executive officer of the 20th Maine Regiment. And on, he ended up commanding it at Gettysburg. And on July 1st, the first day, they had significant action. And so they were told to go to the left flank and rest on the second day. But his order was to whatever happens, don't you dare let the Confederates flank you, because if you do, they'll come behind the entire Union line and, mm. and defeat the entire army. And so late that afternoon, the Confederates attacked repeatedly over and over and over up this hill at Little Round Top. But Chamberlain would not surrender. He would not retreat. He stood his ground. Mm. And the Confederates moved to the right, trying to flank them further. And then Chamberlain did something that was uncharacteristic and exceptional versus fight or flight. He ordered a charge down the hill wow. and won the day. And so he ended up, because of that, he was so, his troops loved him so much, he ended up being the governor of Maine for four terms mm. and was just a great, terrific American hero. Grant gave Chamberlain Lee's sword at the surrender at Appomattox. He was so well thought of. Mm. And his example and leadership style that he set was served so many people for so many years and saved the day mm. not only at Gettysburg, but may have changed the whole outcome of the war. You've also got examples here where leaders make decisions, not always the right decisions. And I think in a lot of cases, Richard, these, these individuals, I, I hate to say this, but they they make decisions, they, they, they work their way up in a company, or they end up with a position in a company for whatever reason, I'm not, I'm not always sure, Richard. But then when they get there, they make such unwise decisions, I, I just don't understand how they even continue into the business world like they are, because their acclimate for making decisions is awful. Well, that, that is so true, and I personally saw many of those cases of the Peter Principle, if you will, and uh, the one that I was illustrating was Better.com CEO a couple of uh, years uh, or so ago. Yeah, awful. He ended up firing 900 people over a Zoom call. Right. And just and very insensitive in the way he did it. And he had said he had done a decision similar before. And then a few days later, after three of his top executives re resigned because they couldn't stand by his leadership, 
he met with the other employees and ended up berating the people that he had fired. Mm. So those people had no motivation to succeed as well. Uh, it ended up delaying a public offering of the company. And uh, eight months later, they were going through their fourth round of layoffs. And his leadership alone and the poorness of that leadership and the lack of him using precedent and example ended up driving that company almost in the ditch. Yep. I'm afraid we've got similar things going on right now where we've got big tech companies doing layoffs. They're not doing layoffs in a matter that I think they should be. It's not merit-based. It's more of your number's up. You're no longer going to be allowed to log into your terminal, which means you've now been terminated. In a lot of cases, Richard, these people aren't even being told why they're terminated. To me, again, just other examples of terrible, terrible leadership in those companies. Well, yes, and at Better.com, on their second layoff, people found out about it because they had severance checks deposited Mm -hmm. in the bank accounts. That's how they learned about it. And again, those people would never be a customer of that company. And they always talk about you need 50 good referrals to offset one bad one. Right. And so that was an example where they laid off thousands of people, giving themselves hundreds of thousands of people worth of bad PR. Really quick, let's talk about, I know we're about out of time, but I want you know, another minute or so. Other decision facts, as in the higher you are in an organization, the tougher the decisions get. Well, my experience was as I climbed in organizations, the decisions went from good versus bad to awful versus worse. Mm. Because as you get hired in an organization, the easier decisions are taken care of below yep. you. Yep. And a lot of times you're stuck with the really bad ones that you don't want to do, but you have to. Yep. And that requires a longer-term viewpoint. Richard, as always, it's a joy. The time flies. I appreciate you each and every week. We'll look, we'll look forward to talking to you again next week, sir. Well, thank you very much, and God bless America. God bless you, Richard. Richard Battle, again, find him at richardbattle.com as well. Solar Energy Partners, again, find out if you're a good candidate for solar and what that will save you if, in fact, you are on energy, I should say. 303-378-7537. Every month is the same. You see the balance on your power bill and you feel months worth of compounding anxiety around your cash flow, inflation, and now another electricity rate increase. Alan Davis with Solar Energy Partners has a plan to save you money and proactively ease your anxieties in the future, too. The first part of his plan is to help you lower your power bill with solar energy by about 40% over the next 30 years, usually saving you more than $1,000 in the first year alone. By choosing to work with Alan, you're making an investment that saves you money and stress for years to come. The second part of his plan to save you money is to help you get away from the big power companies that keep increasing your rates. The third part is to eventually get you into a place where you pay nothing for your electricity usage. Call Alan Davis at Solar Energy Partners now to learn more about how he can save you money on your power bill. Set up a consolation appointment today, 303-378-7537, 303-378-7537, or visit klzradio.com sun. All right, Roof Savers of Colorado, one thing, by the way, you need to make sure that you've got working properly before you do anything solar-wise is your roof, because that has to be in top working order before any kind of panel could even be put up. That's where Roof Savers of Colorado, Dave Hart, comes into play, plus anything else you need he can do. Full roof replacement, commercial, residential, you name it, Dave can do it, 303-710-6916. 
You need a roof that is going to keep you and yours protected from the Colorado elements this winter. But having a reliable, functioning roof doesn't mean you should have to compromise your bank account. Here at Roof Savers Colorado, we try to save every client from the expense of a costly replacement with a rejuvenation treatment. This 100% plant-based product gives you new roof performance without new roof costs. But sometimes a replacement is absolutely necessary. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your family. For any roofs that do not qualify for the treatment, we work with your insurance so you can get the replacement you need. Contact Dave Hart, owner of Roof Savers Colorado today, and he will inspect your roof to see if it qualifies for the treatment. Call 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com today to ensure your family is protected. All right, Affordable Interest Mortgage, Kurt Rogers. If you are a first-time home buyer and you're interested in a mortgage and actually getting into owning a home, uh, Kurt can help you with all of that. And the other thing Kurt does very well is if you've got a lower credit score and you want to know how to raise it, he can assist you in that as well. 720-895-0500. That's Affordable Interest Mortgage. Thinking rates are too high to buy a home? Wish they were in the threes or fours? Well, your wait is over. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With a 321 buy down, you can now purchase a home at 3.193% first year, 4.913% second, 5.913 the third, and the remaining years at 6.913, with an APR of 6.985. If rates go down, refinance and save even more. On a $400,000 loan, your monthly payment would be over $748 a month less the first year, $511 the second, $262 the third, with a total savings of over $18,000. Before you buy, take AIM. 720-895-0500. Three-to-one buy-downs available up to 95% loan-to-value. If you're thinking about home ownership, now may be the best time to purchase. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Own your new home and save thousands in payments. That's 720-895-0500. 80% LTV, 30-year fixed, 6.985% APR, 740 FICO, primary home, rates as of 1116, NMLS 298191, and rates subject to change. Putting reason into your afternoon drive. This is John Rush. All right, we're back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. You heard Richard and I also talking about some of the you know, layoffs and just different things and the way those are getting handled and so on. And you're going to hear more, in my opinion, in the not-too-distant future about some of these layoffs. I'm going to talk to Scott Garlis in the... Uh, five o'clock hour about you know the markets and what folks are looking at and what you know what how the market's looking at some of these things and so on and what the expectations are and I think in a lot of cases what happened Andy and I talked about this to a large extent yesterday but when it comes to some of these layoffs you're seeing right now or the tightening of a workforce with certain companies is they especially in the big tech world they literally watched Elon Musk come into Twitter he got in there of course and I think he knew this on the front side, knew what he was getting into. I don't think there was any question in his mind, but he knew there was a lot of people there that were unproductive. They were just having a job to have a job and really not doing anything for it. In fact, there's some really great skits out there on the Internet where they've got Twitter employees they're actually making fun of in that regard, and I think Elon knew that. So what Elon did, unlike some of the companies now, is he really went around and said, listen, if you can't prove to me why you're here and what value you're adding to the company, you no longer need a job. 
If they couldn't answer some basic questions as to what they were doing to bring value, they were terminated. To me, that's a surgical way of getting rid of individuals in your company that are dead weight. Alphabet, which is Google, and some of the other companies that are doing layoffs right now are not doing it that way. I think it's going to be to their detriment, by the way, because they're just making blanket cuts. What's happened is Wall Street has seen that a company like Twitter can slash its workforce and at the end of the day still be profitable, still take care of its customers, still still deliver a product. And in turn, Wall Street's saying, wait a minute, we, we, you guys don't need the amount of employees and expense and overhead that you have. You need to trim that back. Instead of being surgical about it, they're just, hey, your number's up, you're done. Not the right way to do it. Now, say all that to say this. Is Elon Musk some sort of a god? No. I, I pick on him all the time on other things that I don't think he does correctly. i said it many times, and I'll say it again. Tesla being one of those things that I feel he's been extremely smart, but also lucky on. Let me explain. I said this yesterday, but I'll say it again. Had it not been for COVID, I think Tesla would be going through some of the same struggles it's having right now, earlier than now, a couple of years ago even. It was sort of getting set up to where they were about to have some problems, and then COVID hit. And when COVID hit, to his credit, Elon's credit, he had better supply chains than some of the other manufacturers did. Some of his stuff is made here and not overseas. He had the ability to still produce cars, sell cars, and so on, when other manufacturers didn't, to his credit. All that being said, though, the one thing Elon has struggled with is new models. I know there's a Model 3, but even that's starting to get long in the tooth. Typically, in the automotive world, they'll run a model about four to five years before doing a refresh, which they will then try to get another two, three, five years out of that refresh, depending upon that particular model of car that they're selling. In general, you will not see a car looking the exact same as it is now 10 years from now. Rarely does that happen. Some of the truck lines, you might see that, but in a car, very rarely do you ever see a car look the same for 10 years straight. It just doesn't happen. Why? Because manufacturers know you've got to give incentive for a new buyer to come along and buy that new model. Even the current model owner of that current car, there's no incentive to buy something newer if it looks exactly the same. Doesn't matter what you change on the inside. Doesn't matter what kind of a new seat you give it or a new dash or whatever or new technology. If the car itself looks the same, what's the incentive to buy it? Car makers know that. It, by the way, used to be back in the old days, every year they made a major change. Look at 55, 56, 57 Chevrolets, for example. Back then, every model year was almost completely, not new, but major changes made on an, you know, on an annual basis. They don't do that anymore. They realize they can make more money by letting a, a model run a few years before making significant changes. In Tesla's situation, though, I said this yesterday, the Model S is now 13 years old. You go look at a Model S, and unless you know the VIN and you know the year of that particular Tesla, you have no idea what year it is. That eventually is going to hurt their sales because nobody wants to buy a car that looks like it's 13 years old. Now, at one time, it was futuristic and kind of beyond its time, if you would. Not anymore. 
the rest of the EV world even has caught up. Other manufacturers are building cars that work as well as or better than a Tesla, are less priced than a Tesla. That's why you just saw a big, huge price drop on every Tesla model, by the way. If you didn't know that, that just happened about a month ago. Bottom line, Tesla, if they don't make some major significant moves, will be in big trouble. So my point is, if you own Tesla stock, watch out. I don't see it going up. Not unless... You see some major announcements about new models and things that they're doing. Keep in mind, the Cybertruck was supposed to be out and produced by now. It's not. So, again, there's some shortcomings with Tesla. That's why I'm not a fanboy of Elon's. He makes mistakes just like anybody else does. He's not a superhero. Is he doing some things, especially at Twitter, that help us as conservatives and move the, the arrow in the right direction? Absolutely. Is he perfect? Not by a long shot, nor is anyone for that matter. Bruce Simmons is next, and I saw Bruce here just a little bit earlier, by the way. He was around the station. Always enjoy seeing Bruce. Uh, Really, I'm not joking. One of the nicest guys you'll ever meet when it comes to reverse mortgage. Call Bruce, sit down, have some coffee. He'll explain everything to you in your exact situation and what's right for you. Bruce Simmons, American Liberty Mortgage, 303-467-7821. There is a reverse mortgage that can work for your specific situation, even with rising interest rates. Certified reverse mortgage professional Bruce Simmons will help you understand why a proprietary reverse mortgage could make sense for your unique circumstances. The advantage is that unlike a traditional reverse mortgage, those 55 and older can qualify for a proprietary loan. Using two decades of industry experience, Bruce will go through your options, explaining the benefits of doing proprietary or a traditional reverse mortgage now and what that might look like in your future. With either loan type, you may have the option to pay off your mortgage, contributing to your retirement fund, or both with the additional cash flow that a reverse mortgage can give you. Bruce Simmons will help you understand when and why reverse mortgage is the right choice for you with a free consultation at klzradio.com slash reverse. Schedule online now at klzradio.com slash reverse. NMLS 409914. American Liberty Mortgage is an equal housing lender. All right, folks, you need a roadmap to success in every area of your life. That includes retirement, how to get there, how to stay there. That's where Al Smith comes into play, and he'll help you with all of that. Call Al now, 303-744-1128. You've spent your entire life working hard to provide for your family. Make sure your family will be provided for with appropriate life insurance and proper asset management through Golden Eagle Financial. Ensure that everything you've worked for doesn't end up being a crutch for your family. They should be well informed of what to do when you pass, so your lifelong hard work doesn't go to waste on expenses, bills, and funeral costs. When you plan proactively, you're also ensuring that your money is expertly positioned, so it has a higher likelihood to work favorably for your family. Working with Golden Eagle Financial today will give you the peace of mind that they will be provided for later. Get a fresh look at your financials for your family today by calling Golden Eagle Financial, 303-744-1128, 303-744-1128, or visit klzradio.com slash money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors, an SEC-registered advisor. All right, speaking of automobiles, Geno's Auto Service will take care of you and your vehicle to make sure that you can go from A to B with no issues at all. 303-794-6700. Find them online at genosautoservice.com, and Geno starts with a J. 
Take advantage of Geno's Auto Service's alignment and tire rotation special. Winter in Colorado can be tough on your car. Now through the end of the month, get your vehicle aligned and all four tires rotated for just $99.99. For just $99.99. Geno's can also check to see that your heater is working properly with the cold months ahead. At Geno's, we know a well-maintained vehicle will last and take care of you. For over 39 years, Geno's has been serving customers along the front range. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Any maintenance or repair work on your vehicle comes with a Napa Peace of Mind warranty covering parts and labor for 36 months or 36,000 miles. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. Geno's is AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Don't forget to check out all of Geno's Google reviews. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. Now, back to Rush to Reason. Brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, we've got a guest joining us here, too, here in just a few minutes, so stay tuned for that. He is author of Gameness, Land on Your Feet, Not on Your Feelings, so we'll get him going here in uh, just a few minutes. David Dennis is his name. We'll get that dialed in for you here momentarily. And look, actually looking forward to that interview. Sounds like a really great book and one that I will be interested in hearing about as well. So David Dennis joining us now. David, welcome. How are you? Thank you, John. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Again, author of Gameness, Land on Your Feet, Not on Your Feelings. I always ask this question first. Why the book, sir? It began, John, as uh, me wanting to leave something behind for my five kids. Never Mm. got to have a conversation about uh, life, lessons learned, those kind of things with my dad because I lost him when I was so young, and I that's how I, I began. I wanted to leave some things behind for them that I thought were important life lessons, and they began to prod me to, to, to make it a book rather than just uh, something I was leaving behind for them. That's, that's really how it started. Nice. You're also Chief Executive Officer at Eckerd Connects, one of the nation's largest nonprofits providing workforce development, job corps, juvenile justice, and child welfare services across the country. And there's many other accolades. I, I could be here most of the day talking mm-hmm. about all the things you've done, Dennis. So, uh, you know, or David, I should say, congratulations, by the way. I, I think that's... That's awesome. Okay, the name gameness, where did that come from? You know, I was always fascinated uh, with the word, and I, uh, it's an old word, and the, uh, as I began to work on what, what were these attributes that I wanted to leave behind for my kids that I felt like, you know, were the most important life lessons, uh, I, I, I was struck by the definition when I looked up the word gameness, uh, that actually the definition of gameness was were the very things I wanted to talk about with with my kids and ultimately in this book and that is uh, the four the four defining attributes for gameness is uh, resoluteness to a purpose uh, having a never quit mindset and having a fighting spirit and the will required to act beyond your feelings mm. so that and it was a word that I feel like nobody uses anymore, and it's an old word that it's it's a good time to, for it to be re- reintroduced to our society. Agree. I mean, I, I remember using it as you know as a young boy, and even into my teenage years. And then, sort of, I think, David, I'm 58. It kind of at that point, I think, in the 80s, kind of started to lose some of its luster. Not that it should have, but to your point, it did. And yet, it's it's a great word, and and it's what we need to be doing today. So let's talk about each one of those four, sort of break those down. So let's start with that never-quit mindset, which, by the way, I think is, you know, my dad taught me the same thing. You 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 know, one word in his world we were not allowed to say is I quit. You just couldn't say that around my dad, period. 
Well, if I could, right off the bat, let me just say that all four of them really stem from something I've always been fascinated with, John, and that was, it's a biblical directive after God created man and woman in the Bible for people that have that orientation of belief. Mm-hmm. I do. I do, too. Um, but, uh, you know, one of the things that never gets talked about much is, you know, God didn't put man and woman on earth and say, hey, uh, here's all this stuff I created. I hope it goes well for you. He was really <laughs> good he, point. He, you know, he's, you know, hope, hope it works out for you. Great I point. Mean, um, he, he was very directive. Yeah. He said, uh, he said, take dominion of every living thing. And yeah. we're part of that living thing. And so all four of these really are a part of us taking dominion of our life. And that was really the key message I wanted to leave behind for our kids. So, for example— Hey, really quick, too, David, I want to add something to what you just did, too, because it's something I tried to teach my kids and even try to teach my listeners. The other thing that people forget when it comes to the garden before the fall of man and sin entered the world, I think we have this misconception that work only came after the fall. Work got harder, but to your point, we were to take dominion and work and be fruitful and do the things necessary to have a joyous life even before sin entered the world. You, you just hit it, and and the two things that are really important, in my opinion, that you just hit are, you know, sin is what brought the difficulty into the world, the, the thorns and the thistles, as the Bible talks about, and um, but that doesn't that doesn't change, you know, kind of the part of the core nature of who we are right. in God. God God was a creator, God's a worker, God's a doer. Right. God God directed us to He said, and He and He really said, um, let's go see what you got, and. And so because part of our, you know, whether you're a follower of, of God or not, our core nature is we are at our best when we are given what we've got. Yep. And when we're living our life to our, our fullest potential. And there's a, there's a, it, there's a quote in the book that, that if you don't mind, I'm going to read no, it. No, go right ahead. No, go right ahead, Dave. That'd be perfect. It, it, it's a book uh, that was called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, and I, I love this. And he says, in the end, the question can only be answered by action. Do it or don't do it. Mm. It may help to think of it this way. If you, were, if you were meant to cure cancer or write a symphony or crack cold fusion and you don't do it, you not only hurt yourself, even destroy yourself, you hurt your children, you hurt me, you hurt the planet. Mm. You shame the angels who watch over you and you spite the Almighty who created you mm. and only you with your unique gifts for the sole purpose of nudging the human race one millimeter further along its path back mm. to God. Mm. Your, work, your work is not selfish. It's not a selfish act or a bid for attention on your part. It's a gift to the world and every being in it. Don't cheat. Mm-hmm. Don't cheat us of your contribution. Give us what you've got. So, what have you got? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's really... Amen, kind of by the way. Book. Amen. Well said. <laughs> that's what this book is about. And so that, that one particular part that you, you ask about, the Never Quit Mindset, I was um, visiting some friends in, in Vermont, retired political attorney and his wife, uh, in a retirement at a Christmas tree farm in an apple orchard, and I broke my leg skiing first day I was there. So, you know, for the next number of days, I, I made my way to the fridge and drank way too much of their amazing apple cider. And one night I, I, I asked him, I said, I just got to ask, you've got to have some special selection process for picking out the most perfect apples to make cider, I'm assuming, because it's like it tastes like the nectar of the gods. And he laughed, and he said, well, you really don't know how cider's made, do you? And I said, no, I have no idea. And he said, the irony of your question is the apples are really uh, the damaged apples. They're the apples that got knocked off the tree by the storm, or the pickers knocked them off, they got bruised, and they're laying on the ground. And, you know, they either lay there and rot, or you uh, repurpose them, and you put them in an apple press, and you make cider out of them. And I went to bed that night, and it just struck me 
much like, once again, the nature of God always being redemptive, hmm. uh, all, all things on earth aren't good because of sin. We know that. We all, you know, live in that world. Mm-hmm. But, but, but he's always working to try to help us make all, work all things together for good. And so in our own life, we've got to be redemptive in our approach and say, okay, things didn't work out like I hoped they would in this situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what's my detour to yeah. my destiny? Yeah. You still have your dream. But the apple is, you know, it's damaged goods. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty perfect apple, but it's still fulfilling its purpose. And we've got to be that way when we face challenges. We not only have to just try to survive them and not surrender to them, we've got to say, how can I subdue this, and how can I make good out of it? Which leads to kind of the second point you've got, which is that resoluteness to a purpose. You just mentioned that. That's your second point as well. Yeah, and so once again— God, when God created us, he set us about purposefully and said, go take dominion, which means all of us have an ultimate purpose, which is tied to, of course, the first thing of a couple of verses ahead of that in Genesis when it said he created us in his image. So ultimately, all of us have the same ultimate purpose, and that's to be in his image. Our sin separates us from him, and thank God, you know, uh, as we read in the scriptures, Jesus Christ is the glory of God's glory, the image of his very being. So in Christ, we can hope have the hope of glory being restored to our original destiny. But beyond that, we all have a unique mission or giftedness and ability mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In, in, our li- in our life. So God wants us to go out and be directional and intentional. And for my own story, as you read in the book, I was removed from my, from my home by Child Protective Services as a kid and went through some challenging times. And, and like all of us, whatever our childhood was like, from the time you're a little child until you become 19 or 20 years of age, Life's happening to you. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're, you're developing a self-perception, right. you're developing a world worldview, values, etc. And you, then you begin to act those out. And unless you come to a point in your life that you ask yourself, okay, am I going to let these reactionary formed uh, beliefs and worldviews, self-perception be my director, director in life? Or am I going to pause and say, hey, what is my purpose in life? And let that drive me forward in my yeah. life. And, and so that's that's what that resoluteness to a purpose is all about. And I, I'll pause there. No, that's perfect. Uh, it leads right into you know that with a purpose. In my opinion, you know, n- number one, never quit. Number two, know what your purpose is and be resolute about it. Number three, we're going to get into next is tackle those problems, have a fighting spirit. The problem is, and I like the way you put these in order, David, because without the first two, you can't take on problems. Yeah, and you know the, the thing about problems is, you know, as I mentioned in my book, we, we live in an in an uncertain, unfair, and oftentimes unpleasant world. Correct. And I just wanted to always remind our kids of that. And while and, and the the fact is, when you look at it, you can either look at life as a problem to be solved, or you can look at it as an opportunity to be realized. Mm-hmm. And mo- most of my greatest opportunities in life really began as a problem. That's right. That's right. And, and and if people can embrace that and realize, don't run from problems, don't be scared of them, tackle them, face them, embrace them, and say, well, where's the opportunity in this That's problem? Right. That's right. I always taught my kids, David, as well, that there's two equals in life for every single person that is alive. One, we all have the same amount of time. And two, we all got problems. If there's anybody out there thinking that guy next to you doesn't have any, think again. We've all got them, David. It's the absolute truth, and and I love this quote by Napoleon Hill that I included in my book real quickly. Every adversity, every failure, every heartache carries with it the seed of an equal or greater benefit, and I, and that's basically what you just got through saying. It's true. Yep. 
It is. All right, lastly, master your performance. This will required to act. And, and again, this is something that I, you know, number one, I feel a lot of people, uh, those that are Christians, those that are not, I think a lot of folks miss every one of these, by the way. They're doing things in life that they may not like. They may be doing things they're not even good at. They've never really figured out what their purpose is. They want to quit because they hate what they do. They have no idea how to fight for what they want because they've never been taught. And lastly, they have no idea how to master their own performance because they don't even like what they're doing. Yeah, and that's you're 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 doing this by book for me because that's exactly what all these points talk to. You've got to have a compass. Your 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 purpose really is it's it's your motivator and your navigator. Mm. But you got to know what that is. You got to mm-hmm. discover that it's 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 worth the search. Yes. Find out what that yes. is. You're unique. God made you unique. And when people discover what they're here for, the world makes room for you. Yeah. And it just has always yeah. been the case. The, this last point, though, I'm feeling. The book title that I almost used, actually, John, was "Who Cares How You Feel." Um, but I was, I was, I was it probably wouldn't sell that. real well, so you probably did a good job changing that, David. Yeah, and so people said, "No, nah, I don't do that." And, and but my point is, I counseled people in private practice for years before I got into a leadership role. I kept doing it part time for a while just because I really enjoyed the interface. Mm-hmm. But but one of the things that struck me is how many people in our society are living their life. Um, based on what's happened to them and how unhappy they feel and how people have treated them rather than being, hey, well, and I, I began to add my questions to my, my um, intake form instead of saying, what, would, what brought you to counseling? What, if, you know, to, what are the precipitating factors? I started adding to that, what's your purpose in life? What, what do you want to accomplish? What do you want, what do you want to feel like? Because here's the deal. William James, and I put this in my book, he said, I don't sing because I'm happy. I'm happy because I sing. Mm. And, and we have got to find, a, in our, each one of us have to wrestle with each day, but we've got to start realizing we have to act ourselves to new ways of feeling, not try to feel ourselves to new ways of acting. Yeah. And that's, that's the bottom line. And, and we, we, I don't like going to the gym. I feel great when I leave, but dopamine and endorphins aren't free. True. Great point. David Dennis, again, author of Gameness, Land on Your Feet, Not on Your Feelings. I, I know I always ask this. I feel it's a dumb question every time, David, but best place to buy it. And the reason I ask is some authors like you to go to you know, your own particular website. I know the standard answer is always Amazon, but I got to ask, where do folks get it? Yeah, go to GamenessLeadership.com. Okay. GamenessLeadership.com. Yes, you can get it on Amazon, but uh, the website tells you a little bit more about the book. You can download a couple of free chapters if you want to check it out. Nice. You can learn a, little bit, learn a little bit more about me. And I just want to say thank you, John, for having me on. Not, not because it's me, but I, this message I so much want to get out to the Agreed. world. I think it's so, so needed in our society. Agreed. And I really appreciate you taking time and recognizing that. No, you, you, as you can tell, we speak the same language. A lot of these things, I am not an author. I've never written a book. Don't know that I ever will, David. I'm, I'm not that... That, that is not my forte. It's not what I've been blessed with. People like you have been, which I appreciate greatly. I like being on this end. I like talking to individuals like you that have done all of that legwork. And lastly, you know, I like promoting that because, again, you, you speak the exact same language I do on a daily basis. And I appreciate you putting what I think about really in words and putting it on, uh, on paper so that people can enjoy it over and over again and, frankly, not have to listen to me. It takes all of us. And if people weren't out there like you, promoting and stewarding these messages they wouldn't get out thank you well dave i appreciate it very much david dennis again thank you so much have a great evening sir lord bless you
Lord bless you too, John. Take yeah, care. You bet, man. Appreciate it very much. Great book, folks. And again, it's the same message that really we talk about here on Rush to Reason on almost a, a weekly basis, I, really almost daily, I should say, and partly why I wanted to interview him. I've been looking forward to this all week just because I knew what he was going to talk about and, and you know, sort of read enough of the preview of the book to kind of know what was going on. And one thing we didn't get into, he mentioned it briefly, is his background, how he was raised, his mother dying at an early age, um, lots of things that happened to him that yet he still at the end of the day decided to live a life that was a fulfilled life versus a victimhood life. And I think that's also key in David's life, which you know he talks about in the book as well. Hi-Fi Plumbing is next, folks. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Anything you need when it comes to plumbing, uh, tackle that problem. Have them out. They've got the ability to help you with upgrades and things around the house as well. You name it, they can do it. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Hi-Fi Plumbing. You pay too much money on your energy bill, heating water that just ends up coming out lukewarm anyway. Don't waste any more money on your inefficient water heater. High Five Plumbing will help you choose a new water heater that's not only more efficient, but match what your household's water usage needs are, too. When installing your new water heater, High Five's top priority is to provide you with stellar service and an installation that you are satisfied with, which is why they offer a two-year parts and labor warranty on your new water heater. While they are there, they can even customize the pressure and temperature threshold of your home's water system to how you like it. Schedule your replacement with the experts at High Five Plumbing today by calling 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE or by filling out their contact form at klzradio.com slash plumbing right now. Mention KLZ for a free in-home water quality test and waived service fee. For our listeners only, High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. Absolute electrical heating and air, folks. Whatever you need, they're there to take care of you. Your furnace, the electrical system, you name it. Whatever you need in the home, they're there for you. Have techs out and about all the time that can come and service you on pretty much a moment's notice as well. 720-526-0231. Your furnace isn't working, and now you're worried that spending the money to repair or replace it will affect you in the long term. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air offer peace of mind financing options so that you can take care of your family without breaking the bank. Whatever situation you're in, from repairs to installation, they have financing available to ease your stress. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air gives you choices so you can find the financing that meets your unique individual needs. They have plans with low monthly payments and interest as low as 0%. No matter what needs to get done in your home, Absolute has a multitude of payment plans that make it affordable for you and your family. Easily schedule any service today at 720-526-0231 or visit klzradio.com slash absolute today. And be sure to mention KLZ and get a limited time $59 furnace tune-up. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. As we close out the year, we celebrate the victory of Roe being overturned. We praise God for the Supreme Court's decision to protect life and recognize that abortion is not a constitutional right. But what may be shocking to many Christians and conservatives is that we are in a fight to save the lives of preborn babies like never before in history. I'm Diane Ferraro, CEO at Save the Storks, the pro-life ministry that is making a difference with love and compassion. Our mobile medical units, called Stork Buses, have saved over 11,000 preborn babies. 
but our impactful programs also focus on the women and men who face unplanned pregnancies every day. Our mission focuses on the preborn, of course, but we also ensure that moms and dads are empowered to choose life for their babies and not just survive, but thrive as parents. Visit SaveTheStorks.org right now and sign up to support our ministry with a gift of $35 a month or make a year-end tax-deductible donation. Your gift will make a difference. Go to SaveTheStorks.org today and make a gift of any amount. Thank you and God bless you. Not only do you own your own business, but you also manage it, work for it, and run it. It makes sense that you're tired of your business running you. Change that with coaching from small business coach John Rush. When you're in that situation, you can't afford to just stop what you're currently doing. You need outside help. Otherwise, you're just putting another job on yourself. John's years of experience as the owner of a small business himself allows him to help you set realistic and attainable goals that change the way you approach your work. When you commit to working with John, he can help you make your business more profitable in six months or less. Email John Rush right now to get your operation running for you again. Set up a free 30-minute consultation at john at rushtoreason.com. That's john at rushtoreason.com. Or fill out the contact form at klzradio.com slash john. This isn't rage radio. This is real, relatable radio. Back to Rush to Reason. All right, a couple of minutes, and I don't normally do this, but, you know, you hear my ads for what I do in the business world and coaching and so on, and I don't usually talk much about myself. Charlie says I should do more of that, but um, I thought given what we just talked about with our last guest and the book that he wrote and Finding Your Purpose and so on, I will tell you that of all of the different businesses I coach and the people that I've helped over the years and so on, number one, I I really enjoy helping people become successful. I, I want them to find you know, what is their real purpose of the business? How do they streamline that? How do they really make that make money for them? Uh, at the end of the day, that's why you're in business in the first place. There's nothing wrong with making profit. It's not a dirty word. There's nothing, you know, unscriptural or unchristian about making money, uh, despite what a lot of folks out there would think, even the left. No, making money is what the business is supposed to do. And I am a firm believer that it should do it, whether you as an owner are there or not. It ought to make money no matter what, no matter who's there. You should have the right systems and people in place to where it makes money. Period. So I'll put in a real quick shameless plug. If you are running a business, or rather, if your business is running you, and you've always thought, man, I would really like to have more freedom, or I'd like to have that vacation, or I'd like to have the ability to go to my kid's ball game on a Friday night, or, 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 I can go down the list. If you're not able to do those things, and you're not making the kinds of profit, kind of profit, I should say, that you think you should be, then call me. I would love to sit down, chat. I don't have room for a lot of additional clients, but you know, I can always sit and chat and give ideas and different things of, of what you should or shouldn't be doing in a way to make you not only more profitable, but to make the business more streamlined. And then on top of that, I had this discussion with a client yesterday. It's, it made me really think about this. And that is, if you make money and your business is doing well, Your ability then to go to some of the charitable organizations, your own church, whatever the case may be, and be more of a help to those organizations goes up dramatically. You now get to control 
who you donate to, how much you donate, what you donate, what mission you want to try to help out with, and so on. It comes back down to sort of that purpose we were just talking about a moment ago with David in his book. What is your ultimate purpose of your business? What are you trying to accomplish? And at the end of the day, what does the future of that business look like? If you can't answer those questions, not only for yourself, but for your business, then Call me. I would be more than happy to sit down and go over a few things and help you determine what are some of those things. I'm not a life coach. I'm a business coach. But I will tell you that a lot about what I talk about in your business also applies to your life. Because let's face it, when you're self-employed, you are the business. So they all do dovetail into one another. And I want you to live a fulfilled I want you to live a productive, a joyous, a fun, a a profitable life to where at the end of the day, you choose what you want to do rather than everybody else choosing for you what you're supposed to do. So if you're a business owner and you want help in that area, by all means, reach out. Go right to the website, RushToReason.com. Just go to the Contact Us form. Fill it out. I'll be happy to reach out and see what we can do to help you. That's ultimately what I want to do on a daily basis. And I love this radio show. I love doing what I do daily here, but I will tell you what, the most joy I get is helping business owners be productive and live fulfilled lives and have a business that does what they want it to do on a daily basis. American National Insurance is next. Paul Lewinberger, who's a good friend of mine, by the way. And you need insurance. You need it on your home. You need it on your auto. You need it on all the other things you own because it's a responsible thing to do. 303-662-0789. Think beyond the short-lived New Year's resolutions. Make long-term goals that stick with Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance. After reviewing your insurance, you realize that you want to save money, but you still need all your items properly covered. You don't want to make the mistake of devaluing the time and money you put into earning the assets that you're covering. Reward your long-term thinking and responsibility by working with Paul Lewinberger. His rebate program allows you to get back 25% of what you paid in premiums three years ago, helping you stay accountable to the goals you're making now. Paul rewards longevity, so when you make sure your assets are properly covered and you don't use your insurance as a bank, you get to reap the rewards of your responsibility. Stop expecting instant gratification and create a plan that you can commit to. Call Paul with American National Insurance right now. 303-662-0789. Again, 303-662-0789. Stay up to date with Rush to Reason after the show on Twitter at Rush to Reason. All right, next at the 5 o'clock mark, we've got President Trump's lawyer, Christina Bob. She's going to join us, a brand-new, best-selling election integrity book, Stealing Your Vote, the inside story of the 2020 election and what it means for 2024. She'll be joining us here in just a few minutes, so stay tuned. We'll be right back after the news. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Yeah. 